down the street seems everyone I meet gives me a friendly hello I guess I'm just a lucky so and so the birds in every tree all so neighborly they sing wherever I go I guess I'm just a lucky so-and-so if you should ask me the amount in my bank account I'd have to confess that I'm slipping Bienvenidos, welcome to DC TBD for this Thursday night. What is it? Are we May twenty fourth? May twenty fourth. May twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. Welcome everybody to DC TBD. I'm here with the exquisite Michelle Bush. Michelle, how are you living this week? Good evening, you beautiful people. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You will notice. The Venerable Marcus K. Dowling is not in his normal seat. In he, fact, Michelle's not in her normal seat either. Neither am I. We're kind of we're switching up. Marcus is gonna Marcus is gonna roll in mid show. You watch. It's just gonna be seamless. Literally, we're gonna be, we're gonna be in the middle of something, and all of a sudden he's gonna be like, "So, this is the thing." <laughs> so this it. is the thing. <laughs> I uh, love Marcus. I love Marcus. I love Marcus. Uh, he's a thinker. He's a thinker, and I appreciate people who think, even if they think that Kanye is going to be president. Mm. But um, well, with the way things are going right now, <laughs> I mean, even why not? Even protection is like, I mean, you know, why not? Why not? It, uh, it, I mean, we already got a sinkhole going, so you might as well just keep adding to it. <laughs> yes, there's a sinkhole in the White House. I believe that is the gates of hell opening up. Yes, uh, Freddie, Jason. That. Hellraiser, they're all, all coming. Pinhead, they're all coming for Trump. They're all coming. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to the good people here at One Love Massive. We're coming to you live from the One Love Massive HQ, the Creative Factory, uh, in the Shaw neighborhood of Washington D.C., your nation's capital. Yes. Shout out to Shaw, just down the street from the Venerable Howard University, and across the street from the historic Howard Theater. We are like right in. Yes, we are. The cut right here. Yes, this we beautiful. are. This is what? beautiful. Go go on the corner. Go go on the corner. Uh, see we get go go in here, don't we? Like, yeah, we like get go go live in here. Three uh, days a week, five days a week, whatever. Do do they still take pictures in the CVS parking lot with the big um <laughs> the big uh, step and repeat? <laughs> For those that don't know, that is the backdrop so. is called a step and repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, thank you to Nick, to Mike, Molly, all the good people here at One Love Massive. We did a fun photo shoot this week with um with Molly. Yeah, you know, how'd so that go? How'd that go? It was cool because she was some like, good shots, yeah, some glamour oh, shots. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't understand how Molly didn't have a Nikon, whatever. She just had her cell phone. Yeah, 
and just took pictures. It was just pretty much all of us um, coming on, you Very know, cool. coming over, trying on some shirts. And it's One Love Masses. It, Very it's cool. DC as fuck. And go to onelovemassive.com. Yeah. Uh, you can hit up the store on onelovemassive.com. You can get your very own original, yes. original, original DC as fuck gear. Let's let's be real clear. We now we talked o- about this original, original. You know, like straight OG. There may be other fakes out there. Wow. You may get other cities. Wow. You know. Dayton oh. as fuck or well, no, Ames here, as fuck. Here's the thing. So she does have some other ones. So we need to shout out to our, our, our Be More folks. She actually does yep. have some Be More as fuck shirts. Philly as fuck. Philly as fuck. I think there's Miami as fuck. And she, she got something else. So yeah, definitely check it out and, and everything. Molly's just good people. Proud as fuck. Yes. And I know, shout out to this weekend because it's going to be real live. Oh my. Here in D.C. Oh my. I have a feeling somebody's going to have that as... Their favorite thing of the yes, week yes. in coming weeks. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, if, if if this were like a real professional operation, like we would probably have product sponsors and stuff. But it is clearly not that. This is a, a very fly-by-night operation, despite the fact that we have uh, very capable, very capable people working. This is like literally Extreme, like extremely we're, capable. We're taking. We're just like we're we're just we're just taking up free airtime with with our bullshit. So it's like uh, we don't actually have any product sponsors. So um, I'm hoping we can generate some product sponsorships by doing like our own fake sponsorships. So I want to yeah. say this week <laughs> we are not. Absolutely not sponsored, and nor do they endorse in any way DCTBD. Uh, melon Creamy Soda, Tasty Brand. I'm Michelle is drinking mine. some. Yes. This is fantastic. I, I'm i a big fan. I love it. I'm a big fan. I I'm, wasn't sure about it when... when um, I'm going to go up to Lotte or, or whatever, yeah. whatever local Asian market that... Uh, when Nick first said it to me, I was like, you said what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, creamy soda. I'm like... Japanese, Japanese creamy soda. I'm like, wait amazing. a minute. I, like, <laughs> I don't know how that's oh, going to taste, yeah. but it is wonderful. Taste tasty yeah, tasty. tasty so so on my end do you have a, do you have a, do you have a company that absolutely does not in any way sponsor I us i have a company that not in any form or fashion sponsors us but i would just love it would just be amazing because they are such wonderful people and such a wonderful place to go but natural holistic um yes. Medical marijuana dispensary right, uh, right. in Washington, D.C. For all of your medical marijuana needs. Yes, it is minority owned. Uh, That's always Dr. Good thing. Shonda, she is the best. She's a sweetie pie. Yes. I never forget one day I was having like a really severe 15 day migraine. Mm-hmm. I do suffer. Um, yeah. And I walked in and my eyes were just going every which way. She could tell. She was like, just sit down. Let's look. Let's get you something and let's get you out of here. She's like, I got you. I got you. So in my head, Natural Holistic. Shout um, out to Natural Holistic, who absolutely, in in no way, shape, or form, endorse or sponsor this show. (laughs) So So good. Now that we got that out of the way. Now that we got that out of the way. (laughs) uh, You know, and now it's on to our week of uh, things that we got to. A lot of dipshittery that went on this week. Um, Molly, can we get a shirt that says dipshittery as fuck? (laughs) I see. I see you're watching. So just shake your head, yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, uh, we got to talk about the NFL, man. Absolutely. We got to talk about the NFL. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, where to start? I guess start with the story. The story, uh, the owners uh, have instituted a rule in which teams, individual teams can be fined if, um, if any of their players take a knee mm-hmm. during the national anthem. Um, I mean, this just opens up a whole Pandora's box. I, I, I frankly, I, look, I, I think it's frankly, it's constitutional for an employer to say, you know, not on, not on company time, do it on your own time. Right. I think that's perfectly legitimate. I think company, I think these teams are businesses. They're looking at, okay, if we're going to, they're kind of in a no-win situation if they piss off their black and minority customers who are going to boycott or are they going to piss off their white customers, primarily white customers, who are going to be pissed off if things go the other way. I mean, you might say they just made a business decision. Well, that's what they did. That's what they did. That's they did they not did. think, you know, of their morals, of right. of anything else. That's what I would have liked. I saw Chris Long, who's a uh, defensive lineman for mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, um, and his father played in the NFL. I believe his brother as well may still be playing, but uh, excellent player and really smart, really smart guy. And and you know, he kind of took the NFL to task for this policy. Um, he's one of the few white players who has actually taken a knee um, in solidarity with, uh, with, 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 with the black players who have. But it, to me, it, the, the, the two things that bother me most about this, one, I understand having to cater to an audience. What pisses me off is that that audience is offended by this. Yeah. Um, offended by peaceful, nonviolent protest that is the foundation of every successful, I would argue, social movement right. in human history. Um, and then the fact that it, it feels like they caved to President Trump, who has very loudly, as is his want, mm-hmm. um, very loudly denounced players taking a knee. And, you know, this is clearly intended to rile up a certain subset of the population. And, and it's, I don't know, it's just like another problem for the NFL. Like it was, I remember five years ago, five or so years ago, um, talking with some people, and we were trying to figure out, you know, obviously there's um, deep distrust in government. There's mm-hmm. deep distrust in our media. There's deep distrust in so many of our institutions, and we were trying to find out, like, what's an institution that really can speak credibly to a, a, a broad swath of Americans? And I remember saying, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. If you're rich, if you're poor, if you're black, if you're white, if you're Hispanic, if you're yeah. Asian, if you're male, if you're female... People love football. They yeah. love football, and they love the NFL, and they love their team, and they love to wear the jerseys, and they yep. love to tailgate. And It's the um, history. It's the culture. Yeah. It's my family has been. This is what we've been doing exactly for. Right. That's exactly it's, right. It's tradition. I remember watching, uh, you know, I mean, look, I was born in D.C. I've always been a Redskins fan. I um, grew up, a, a, you know, part of my, my childhood was spent growing up out, outside the Chicago area, so mm-hmm. I've always loved the Bears. I lived in Michigan for a long time. I have a soft spot for uh, the Detroit Lions. I lived in Pittsburgh for three years when I was young. That was 1978 to 81. Like, literally, in the only three years that we lived there, we got two Steelers Super Bowls and a Pirates World Series championship. I remember they had, like, the City of Champions bumper stickers 
everywhere. My school bus had it. Like, I love the NFL. I, I've grown up in the NFL. The NFL is a part of my family. It's, a, it's just kind of like... Same here? I remember, Every time... I can't put up a Christmas tree unless there's a, a football game on. You right, know? I mean, right. It's like... It, 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 it's such a part of... of it was it, me. It, it was what time you were leaving church on Sunday <laughs> yeah. so we could get over to RFK Stadium <laughs> to you know to get to the game or my mom would say okay well you know it's the fellas time to go to the game yeah, and yeah you know just just thanksgiving, thanksgiving thanksgiving you know you're sitting around you're watching the detroit lions get their asses whooped yeah, <laughs> yeah. well we were on our way to newport news so you know but then that's also the thing think about you know we think about the redskins and we think about the history of the redskins but at, at this time we're going down to redskins fans all the way down to north carolina who would drive up here? Yep. So there was always a thing, okay, we're going out of town, but it's still Redskins territory. Well, it used to be that the Redskins, like, the next team down south of the Redskins was Atlanta. And right. then after that, it was like Tampa and then Miami. Right. Now we've got, obviously, Jacksonville and Carolina. Mm -hmm. and um, yeah. You know, the, the whole thing with, um, you know, with... <laughs> With this vote, with this, this is this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to say. You know, I, I'm proud to say I'm no longer a season ticket holder of the Redskins. Yeah. Um, I've been boycotting now, maybe for about three years mm -hmm. or so. Um, based based on based on what? So based on uh, medical. So we'll start with the concu concussions. Concussions, but it's more than concussions. It's also the mental health aspect of it. Mm -hmm. There, we 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 have a problem in America, and we know that. Um, so I'm definitely going with medical. Um, then we're looking at domestic violence. Mm -hmm. There's a problem in the NFL with domestic violence. Is it fair uh, to ask why is the NFL so tolerant of people with domestic violence issues um, when they're less tolerant of peaceful protests? I mean, can we can during go, the national uh, anthem? What 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 was my uh, what's my guy's name? Ricky Williams. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to smoke pot and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and everything. And you basically have a quarterback over here that just raped somebody. And you're more focused on what he was doing compared to what this other person was doing. So it's just like, you know, it, it just has always rubbed me the wrong way. And my history with and then, of course, now as, as we're updating this, you know, the inequality in the NFL and you have this gentleman who wants to take a stand and in his heart, this is the right thing to do. Other players, this is the right thing to do. And now you've got all these owners and all these presidents. Just shitting on them. Just, and it's just like, no, you, you just, boy, get up. No. Mm -hmm. so, so my response with this is that what are you going to do? What are you going to do as the quarterback, as the running back, as the tight end, as whomever? What are you doing in the front office? Let's, see, let's take it off the players. What are you going to do, Doug Williams? What are you going to do in the front office? You all are in front office positions. What are you going to do? Why, have we, why are we closing our mouths to this? Because Trump? Because you're saying Goodell is like, no, we can't do this. No, we, no. Because Trump. I mean, let's. We're going to bring this to the table. Because my problem is if we don't keep bringing it to the table and keep talking about it, then it's over with. Yeah. It's a wrap. We've lost. And I feel like. There's so many articles in there, and there's so many. Of course, the New York Times, The Root, Very Smart, you know, I'm not getting ready to say Very Smart Brothers, but I think they did write something um, on it. I just read another piece from them. What are we going to do? Yeah. What's the, what, what's, what's the next thing that, that we do? Are we going to band together, brother to brother? I don't care what color you are. And you say, you know what? I'm on my knee. 
I would love to see I would love to see NFL players in mass just do that and just be like fuck you if you don't like it go fuck yourself because this is you know again I'm saying the f word too much like my wife always says Ian Sorry. she says she says Ian goddammit <laughs> <laughs> why are you always saying the f word <laughs> Sorry, Shauna. Sorry. Shauna. As I'm as I'm trying to see, because we've got <laughs> we've got some folks watching, and they are making comments. So I'm gonna peek my little head down oh here my. and see what's going on. Yeah, you probably heard me. I was like punching it up on my phone. I yeah, figure, I know. I couldn't figure out how to it's mute so it. Funny. <laughs> it's so funny that we are live and production laughs at me because I know they're back there giggling at me as I'm trying to read my phone and everything. And clearly, if you want to see me on my phone doing social media, just come yeah, <laughs> come yeah. to my church because I'm back there always on my phone so uh, let me get back to the nfl real quick though because so you've been boycotting for several years for several years and i'm no longer a season ticket holder right 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 like are you watching no on sundays no no Um, i went went to um somebody was like oh michelle come to the bar i was like sure not paying it any attention i can't even i can't even name players anymore like that is how far removed i am and it's just you know what irritates me the most i have friends that are you know, they're sports fans. Yep. They write about sports. I'm a sports fan. No. I'm a sports fan. Yep. They watch sports. And I can't say I give them a pass. I know how they feel. Mm-hmm. But it's the people that I see that are, that, that, that are grinning and skinning. Yeah. Throwing their pictures up and doing this and everything. Yeah. And it's like, where, where, where are your morals? Where are your values? That's fine. You want to wear your redskin? I'm going to wear my redskin sweatshirt. <clears throat> but then we have another problem with the redskins. That the story about the cheerleaders just came out. Yeah, it's always something. It's always something. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be this yeah. way. It is time that we as sports fans. Consumers. Consumers. The, the people that are spending the dollars. See, that's where it hurts. Yep. We got to start. Yeah. Munching at that dollar. We yeah. got to start going for it. Hit them where it hurts. Because I, I, I have this debate with a friend of mine who's a, a Giants fan, and um, he's always like, the Redskins are going to change their name. The Redskins are going to change no, their name. No, we're not. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. I'm like, why Why would they? If you're, if you're Snyder and, you know, putting aside the fact that he's, you know. A dummy. A big dummy. Um, if you're Snyder, what what what, uh, what what motivation is there for you to change the name? No. The league can't make you do it. Your own fans pretty much want the name to stay as it is, even recognizing it's like, it's like even recognizing even recognizing that it's problematic. You know, it's still look. My whole thing is they went from the bullets to the wizards. That was terrible. And I, I wish still, they would go back to the I bullets. I wish to God they would go back to the bullets, <laughs> Ted. You're going, go to the, to the you're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Come on, shoot us a solid. Go back to the Bullets. Enough of this PC crap. <laughs> um, yeah, going from the Bullets to the Wizards, I'm just I'm so fearful of what the Redskins will end up being. It'll be like the Washington Unicorns or something like that. I don't, I don't, I, no, yeah. I, I can't. Just, <laughs> just, you know what? It's problematic. I get it. I get it. Just my, my thing, leave the name. I realize it's, there's... Uh, a certain amount of hypocrisy involved yeah. in that, and you know, I can, I can own my hypocrisy on this one <laughs> issue. On this one issue, which is, you know, look, I grew up. The only thing I know Redskins from, I don't know it as any kind of pejorative. The only thing I know it as is DC's football team. Right. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah. But but I, but I ain't watching y'all this year. You're not watching, and nope. I, I got to say, if and I still haven't decided, but if I were to engage in my own boycott of the NFL, I have to say. 
being a Redskins and Bears fan in in 2018 may make it a little bit easier. Yeah. So, um, but you know what I thought was interesting, um, Michelle was. You and I, again, we had the uh, the furious text uh, uh, chain going again, yes. trying to figure out what we're, which, it, it's, it's, it's less figuring out what topics we're going to talk about, it's more figuring out what topics we're going to drop and not talk about. Right, and I don't even remember, I literally was, was reading statuses today, yeah. going over news articles, and I just started, just yep. thumbs were going, and then I had, because I had to say, I had to stop and read yours, but like we always say, you know, Wednesday night, okay, this is what we're crafting, by Thursday morning, it's gone out the it's window. Gone out the window. And I knew it was gone out the window when the breaking news came up, and here's your best friend Trump. Yeah, well, I said, here we go. Well, I thought you had you had some interesting points um, about kind of maybe the the influence that Trump you think is having on the culture, and I, I kind of wanted you to expound upon that <laughs> a little bit. I I we've talked about this, and I I think now I I truly believe it that most of his voters. And most of the people that are supporting him and looking at him and saying, oh, he's not a bad president. And I think it was um, my Uber driver that we had this conversation. They're not looking at all of the bad things that we in our heart know and believe is wrong with Trump. They are looking at a businessman who has built a business, who is a multimillionaire and decided to become president. And from there, it's okay. He's also a man that said, I am going to do something. I'm going to win. Well, I'm going to run for office. I'm going to win. Mm -hmm. And then when I win, I'm going to decide who and what works for me. And I'm going to do what I want. And yeah. you're going to like it. Yeah. And that is literally the culture that we're in right now. We are having to deal with what this man wants to do and not what he feels is best for us to be doing. Does he but does that does that kind of thought even really enter his mind? I mean, I see Absolutely Trump, not. I see Trump is very transactional. Um he wants to know what he can get out of any interaction. It's always for the come up. It's always for the come up. It's always for, you know, what's in it for me and 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 what am I going to get out of it and and uh Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to watch because it seems like the media focuses so much on on, you know, did foreign governments mm -hmm. <laughs> illegally help him to get elected? Mm -hmm. um, you know, was he involved in conspiring uh, in those illegal efforts? These are important questions. Yeah. These are really important questions. And, you know, I keep, um, you know, mentioning sort of the, the, the crooked media line about Russia, which is that it's super, super important. Right. And there's nothing you can do to influence it, yeah. to help it. <laughs> what, what, to, what you, it, are they all, you know, they just have to do their work. And, and, and I understand why it's interesting. It could potentially be, you know, I mean, if you look at a, a sort of a worst case scenario, it's, you know, there's a literally a foreign agent mm -hmm. that has Manchurian candidated himself into the presidency um, operating on behalf of another foreign power. Right. Um, you know, that's obviously... There's a lot of evidence that has to come out before we were able to make that leap. But you know what? At this point, can we say that that's far-fetched? I don't really nothing. think that we can. No, no. But, but, but again, there's, there's really nothing that we can do to influence all of that. And it's interesting for all those reasons, but we can't, we can't really help the process. Uh, what we can do 
is, you know, mobilize ourselves for 2018, you know. See, I'm... We always go back to 2008. <laughs> and as Marcus is, is, is not here yet, I know he's on his way. Um, he had another wonderful event to, um, to I'm do. Sure he's, I'm sure he's on his way. He's right. probably... With all the fly kids and Geronimo. But as we... He's we, probably running down the street. It's right. like a scene out of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> um, <laughs> we always go back to 2008. Because right. we have to go back to 2008. I continue to say, we, you all put on a campaign. I'm going to say you all. Um, saying stay woke. Well, the problem is everybody went to sleep once Obama was elected president. Yep. And this is now what we are dealing with. We're talking about we've got to look to the midterms and to, um, to November of 2018. It's too late. It is too late. It's too late. We are looking at daily issues. Everybody's hung up on the daily. Now, granted, some of us have to follow the dots, follow the lines, because that's what our job is. We've got to be thinking 2020. And almost right now, we if he runs, he's going to win. He's going to win. I'm here to say it. I really I, believe that if he runs, he's going to win. I know we talked about Kanye, and if he says, I don't want to play anymore, <laughs> I'm going to make Kanye president. And, yeah, Kanye may win. Because Kanye sure just uh, bamboozled Pusher T um, <laughs> with his album cover. <laughs> Poor thing. Now we got Whitney's bathroom on the I, I said what the hell what the okay but anyway yeah. um this I, is I think I agree with you actually I think he's I I I'm I, I, I don't want to say that that if he runs again he's going to win I would say this I would say it's far more likely that he wins re-election than that he's removed from office correct because we have we're literally every single day what was the number I'll go over it uh business partner 125 years of jail time, $5 million in tax fraud, and literally got slapped on the wrist for four, four years probation and a $50,000 fine. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. But they ain't crumbling. The Secret Service has not put up a plan. Because what did we say a couple podcasts ago? <laughs> that the Secret Service, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, so we're getting ready to take you to the, to the Madison Hotel. They're just going to beeline yeah. in. <laughs> Straight to, to 1900 Massachusetts Avenue, <laughs> Southeast D.C. Sir, you're going straight to jail. We're D.C. Putting, jail. We're putting you right over there, D.C. jail. Put them in the holding cell. And, you know, and, and we sit on here and we may giggle and we may laugh and everything, but you're talking about three individuals that are working every single day, just like you all are, in this area and in politics and trying to understand because when we go to sleep at night it's just like wait a minute how is all of this happening mm. it just doesn't make sense and then you've got to try to get some rest get up the next day and and go on with things and it's yeah. it's just what it, what did um my friend mike what did he call him oh yeah he said it's time that we start to respect donald trump as a foreseeable enemy and it's like yeah Fore foreseeable yeah I mean, yeah, he's... I mean, I, I will say this. Look, I paid attention during the campaign. Um, and not everybody did. Not everybody did because, you know, we get outraged daily by shit that Trump does. But I will say, and I speak only for myself, there is not a single thing Trump has done as president that has surprised me. No, I'm not surprised. This is all, everything that's happened, every dipshit Twitter utterance, every... 
um, you know, mistake that he makes every time you hear him try to speak about a complex subject and you realize he's a bullshitter who literally just read for the first time five minutes ago and, now, and is repeating the same things over and over again because he doesn't know the, the, the subject matter. Like, none of this is surprising to me. The casual racism, the... Very uh, casual. Very, very, very like, casual, <laughs> very easy. Yep. It comes very easy and very naturally to him. Um, and poor Sarah is now saying that all the criticism and us calling her a liar and everything, it bothers her. Well, I'm how sure the hell do you think we feel every single day when you and that man get on television? I'm sure it does bother her. Come on, big chops. You do better. I'm sure it bothers her. It's going to bother her all the way into a Fox News uh, show when this whole uh, charade oh, his ends. His Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> Collusion, everybody. Collusion. You didn't think we were going to talk about it just because Marcus wasn't here right now. Collusion. Okay. That is the word of the day. That's also another t-shirt that we wanted. Molly, hello. Can we get our collusion? Collusion shirt. Dipshittery and collusion. Collusion as fuck. Collusion as fuck. And we're going to send it straight to the White House. <laughs> don't, uh, quote, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. That'd be so beautiful. That'd be so beautiful. Um, but, but uh, you know, I guess let's talk a little bit deeper about what, uh, how you feel Trump has been impacting the culture, you know, more. I mean, what what's happening to our country is 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 Trump the cause? Is Trump a symptom He's a of sim a He's larger a disease? Because I would argue that that's the case. I think we have. He's a symptom. I think we have a radicalized right wing in this country, and 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 um, I think that the biggest culprit is and has always been sort of the right-wing media mm -hmm. um, ecosystem mm -hmm. going back to Rush Limbaugh in the 90s. Yep. Like, I remember when George, I'm old enough, I remember when George H.W. Bush was president. Yep. And look, I've, I've been a lifelong Democrat, um, you know, because I just, it's the party that most closely aligns with my, my principles. Mm -hmm. And I'm a political junkie. I, 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 I get the reality. People don't always like the parties, but... At the end of the day, when you're talking about presidency, you get one of two choices, period, end of story. Right. You know, um, one of these two people is going to be president. I don't care how many people are running. One of these two people, one of these is, two people. is going to be president. And so, we got the other one. We got the other one. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of something I want to talk about. Like, where, where are Democrats going? Because I feel like the difference between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, the primary difference right now, if you look at, if you look at on, on, on issues ideological issues down the line i think more americans buy into are, are closer to the democratic side on on issues like like abortion on issues um economic issues and and sort of the the distribution of productivity in our economy um you know it's the 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 social welfare civil rights social justice um by no means am i gonna am i gonna carry water for the democratic party and say that they're you know, on the side of angels and every single, absolutely uh, not. every single issue and, and, and that, and that they've got it, you know, they've absolutely got it done, the right? D, the but they're a lot closer, but, but, yeah. but they're a lot closer than the Republican party. I feel like the difference between the two parties is that the right wing in our country, um, have executed a hostile takeover of yes. the GOP. The right wing in the country have taken over the GOP. The left wing in the country shits on the Democrats. And it's almost like we're allowing it. Well, the, this is this is my thing. Like, when can can we can we sort of like unite the left? I mean, if if we're going to unite the left, we 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 have to do it 
we kind of have to do it under the umbrella of the Democratic Party. Like, so how are we going to get these people in? Because the parties, you know, I mean, people think of the parties as sort of like the ideological sorting houses. They are not. They are money. They are money generating enterprises. They mm -hmm. raise funds, LLC. millions and billions of dollars, and they distribute it to candidates around the country. Yep. That is what they do. So when you sit there and you talk about, we need a third party, I don't, want, I don't want to deal with the Democrats, can we do, what about the Greens, what about these folks, what about these folks? No. It's got to, if you're going to unite the left in, in a way that is going to affect meaningful change, that's going to get people elected at state levels, at local levels, at state, uh, you know, in, in statewide elections, and in national elections, mm -hmm. you need the Democratic Party as that bulwark against, um, you know, against a, a, a radicalized right now Republican Party that it, it will not, even though at best, at best, they are 50% of the country, right. they try to rule like they're 100%. And right now, they're 100% of the government. Yeah, Democrats are, you know, again, I don't carry water for the Democrats. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the leadership. I'm sick of Democrats pulling defeat out of the jaws of victory as they've done several times in my lifetime, mm -hmm. much to my chagrin and anger. Um, We've know, George Bush never should have been elected. Right. Um, and sure as shit, Donald Trump never should have been elected. Correct. It shouldn't have, it, it, it shouldn't have even been a, a thought so Democrats will fuck up. They they absolutely will fuck up. And so will the Republicans. But, but the Republicans have but they're showing everything that, right, going right They're now. showing, number one, we've got to get out of our own way. But how do we unite the left? How do we bring the Bernie people who couldn't see it in, 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 in themselves to support Hillary Clinton? These are progressives. Mm -hmm. They they see what's on the other side. They have to see what's coming again. Like we just said, if you were paying attention to the campaign, there is nothing that Trump has done as president that surprises any of us. Correct. So, how, how do you? How do we get out of our own way and and come to the table and actually get everybody together? I mean, look, you you put melon creamy soda on the table. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, but. In a sense, you've got to put something good on the table. And unfortunately, that's where we are now in, yeah. in government. What good are we putting on the table that everybody can kind of chomp the bit at? You know, I, I don't know, will it work? Um, or, 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 or it will fail again miserably. Mm -hmm. But we've mm -hmm. got to get out of our own way. The Democrats, we, we, it's almost like we have to stop saying now. We're not going to stop talking about our history. We're not going to stop talking about the bad things and we're not going to stop talking about the good things that have worked. But we've got to right. talk about the things that are not working. How is it that you elected a president, had all these grassroots organizations, raised all this money, and then once he got into office, everything just went fluttering away? Where did all those people go? So you have all these people that have said, you know what, I ain't voting for Hillary. I'm damn sure not voting for Trump, but I'm going to stand behind Bernie. What is it that appealed to Bernie so much that you said, that's who I'm voting for? That's my man. W what, what is the appeal of your candidate? Mm -hmm. Is it the person? Is it what they stand for? Or is it what they're going to be able to bring to the table? And I think, again, we've got to get out of our own way. We've got to let some of the feelings go of the past saying, you know what? Oh, I would never vote as a Republican. Well, if you look at the numbers and the stats, some of y'all did. Some of you did because you did. just couldn't vote for Hillary. I know personally, I know personally, um, three black people who supported and loudly supported and voted for Trump. 
I'm not sure. No, yeah. I think, and I, I think I, I know I think, a couple of Hispanics as well. Yeah, I, th I think I do. I think I do. Uh, some of y'all out there on my Facebook list. Mm. <laughs> mm. I, I know plenty of white people who voted mm -hmm. for Trump. And, you know, I mean. I mean, but in the sense of, you know, how do we get out of our own way? How do, what, what election do we look at? This, we, the next one. Do this we, year. No, but I'm talking about in, 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 in the past. Do we go back to looking at Nixon's election? And when he was in office, do we go back to looking at Roosevelt? I mean, you know, where can can we look at and say, all right, this is when this band came together and this band came together. And this is when we had a great presidency. Well, I've always said that we need a little more. Um, we need a little more Roosevelt and we need more Teddy Roosevelt sometimes than Franklin Roosevelt. And what I mean by that is I think that the Roosevelt's did, you know, sort of like the two 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 of the steps um, of the tripod, I would say Johnson, uh, President Johnson with uh, the Great Society came in later. But you had the New Deal, certainly, which was in the midst of the Great Depression, mm -hmm. um, FDR basically kind of guaranteed government jobs. It was make work. It was like, look, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to create these national monuments. We need people to help work here. We need people to help work here. We're going to, you know, I mean, I feel like Tennessee we, Valley Authority. I feel like we need that again. We need that again. Um, but I also, when I look at what Teddy Roosevelt did, Teddy Roosevelt was president about 20 or so years before Franklin Roosevelt. And what he did was he fought against consolidated corporate power. We very much had a system in which large firms, whether they were U.S. Steel or mm -hmm. they were the railroads or whatever, you had these large mega firms that um, they had no competitors, no real competitors, no able competitors, um, so they could kind of charge whatever they wanted. There weren't proper regulations on, you know, how they could treat employees. Um, you know, I mean, this is all of this early 20th century right. kind of gets into Supreme Court Lochner era um, economic regulation and how the Supreme Court dealt with, with you know, economic regulation at the time, child labor laws, right. maximum number of, uh, of hours per week, things like that. And so I've always felt like we need some, we need some Franklin Roosevelt, but we definitely need some Teddy, Teddy. Roosevelt. We need government um, to start reigning in corporate power and what we have right now is a government that is allowing corporations to run amok we just saw the supreme court this week mm -hmm. came down with a decision basically saying employers can't um if you have agreed if you've been forced to sign an arbitration agreement with yep. your employer um which is typically a condition of employment meaning if you want to actually have this job you have to sign on to this mm -hmm. and it means that these employers cannot then get together and and go into court and seek to have uh you know labor laws enforced um safety laws enforced that they can't again corporations understand the power of collective collective bargaining mm -hmm. for wages collective action um, in courts on with respect to conditions of, of employment and things like that. Uh, and so they're trying to not allow that kind of collective action. And we've seen that now because why did we see that decision come out the way that it did? Because the Republicans held a Supreme Court seat open mm -hmm. by Trump winning instead of Hillary. We got Neil Gorsuch instead of a more liberal justice who probably would have been more amenable to employers, employees 
being able to get get together collectively and 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 have class action correct suits. So I have, so, a, I have a question, um, yeah. and I think I wanted to ask this a couple of weeks ago, um, of course, because we can't stop talking about Trump. Um, I know. And as we're talking about how do I wish we could, <laughs> as, as we're looking, I at, wish I could quit him. No, oh, if I just you know just one more hit, just one more hit. Um, as we're looking at you know Republican, Democratic. Uh, you know, Green Party and independent, everything. Um, do we feel like voting is now a fad or it's fading away? And I was thinking um, when Diddy did rock the vote. We definitely don't vote in the numbers that we need to, that's for sure. And I feel like, are we ever going to band together again? Is it going to take another Diddy? Does DJ Khaled need to do it? You know, and but here's the crazy thing. I, I felt like it was just, it was great. It was amazing. I thought it was good work. It was good grassroots work. But why is it that we have to band together to do something that I have the God-given American right to do? People died for our right to vote, man. I mean, I, I, I take it seriously. I'm not going to sit here and say that I have a perfect voting record in my life, but I have certainly, I have certainly at least every two years gone into a voting booth um, for uh, at midterms and at, uh, uh, at presidential elections. Um, I can admit that maybe I haven't always been as diligent with the local elections, and frankly, that's, that's a bad thing. That's a bad state of affairs. I mean, I'm, I'm calling myself out on that because... Those are really sort of like the the elections that that, that can be really really important, yeah. and I think that there's just not my 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 sense is that we're not doing a good enough job in our schools of teaching civics, correct, government, correct. and and history, correct, and history, correct, because we are making many of the same mistakes right now that we have made at other points in our history. Um, I feel like I was the last graduating class that you had to register to vote before you graduated from high school. Oh, I wish that was the case. That, I wish that was that, the case. That literally, there was a day you were in class, you registered to vote, they sent it off, boom, you got your little card in the mail. Yeah. Done. They should, they should be doing that. They should be doing that um, with, every, with every graduating class. Um, but, but having the right to vote doesn't mean anything if, one, you don't exercise it. Correct. Two, if you exercise it but without informing yourself about the choices that are going to be on that ballot um because to me that's you know that's i always talk about people talk about the united states of america as an exceptional nation an mm. exceptional nation and i've always said i believe that it, it's a country founded on exceptional principles yes it, it was not living up in any way shape or form to those principles at the time of writing and frankly for most of our history has fallen well short of those principles but the principles are are are, are a good north star for our country which is you know equality basically the equality of of people and the ability the freedom to kind of follow their dreams. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, if you boil, boil all these things down to their essence, that's what it is. And it requires, that kind of exercise in self-government requires an informed electorate, an informed people who can, can, can separate the, the, the bullshit. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. we keep talking about Russian bots planting fake news and you know yeah look I, I know a lot of people who got taken for fake news and it wasn't all we conservatives all we all you know we all what? did to a certain extent we what? all did to a certain extent one of my twitter followers 
Was a bot? Was a bot. Was a Russian. I was like this. I thought you were Black Lives Matter. Nope. It was Russia. Because <laughs> when I saw the article on it, I mean, I literally was like, <gasps> There were a lot of. I felt like, get out. No, there no, were no. there were a lot of Russians who had put, uh, put out Black Lives Matter uh, yeah. stories. Because that was the easiest to do. The White Lives Matter stories, mm-hmm. too. Hillary, and, Trump. Uh, Hillary's it was, a crook. They, put, they put out everything. But it's like. Your vote's not wasted if you vote for Jill Stein. Right. Right. You don't need to vote for Hillary. Anybody to... know what Jill's doing? Anybody seen Jill? Who the hell no. Knows? Who Production? The no. Is it good? <laughs> who fucking knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh who goodness, knows? this is just uh, you know. So let's 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 talk a little about a little bit about 2018. We actually had some elections this week. Yes. Um, and we had one. The most notable. The most notable. Black was girl magic. Little black girl magic. Black with, girl uh, magic. <laughs> with the Georgia Democratic uh, primary it. for the Georgia governorship. She crushed it. Um, Stacey Abrams. Crushed she beat it. Stacey Evans. Um, she beat her by 53%. Yes, she did. Like I wasn't, I wasn't paying as much attention to it. And I kind of like caught up with it the day after. And that was what really struck me because I remember hearing the, the talk beforehand and it was sort of like, okay, this, this represents two divergent directions for the democratic party. Like one is sort of a more progressive Bernie Sanders, uh, minority focus. That's your mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams. Then you've got Stacey Evans, who is more classic establishment Democrat party. And she's, you know, she realizes that she's in a red, uh, a most, uh, a state that has been a red state, Georgia, for a long, long time. Right. And she's feeling, okay, if a Democrat is going to win the Democratic, uh, if, if, if a Democrat is going to win the governorship in Georgia, you're going to have to reach across the aisle. You're going to have to reach across to your, to your more conservative neighbors and try to appeal to their, Mm-hmm. their sense of good government and, you know, whatever bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like, Abrams beat her by 53 points. She was... 76.5 to 23.5. Mm-hmm. She was pure was and she was, she was honest. And she has an appeal. Um, I know a lot of people that stood with her and supported her here in the area. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to attend a lot of events because yeah. um, I have the craziest schedule on the face of this earth. Um, and I got fussed at it about it today. <laughs> via text message <laughs> <laughs> um, and everything. But everything that I ever saw about her, I never questioned her. Yeah. I never questioned her. And I can't say that about many politicians. And I will say that. I can't say that about many black female politicians. I will be open and honest. And that's, could I look at that camera or that camera back there? I have, <laughs> she is one of the few that I can say, I if I was down there, I would have loved to work for her, and I would have hoped to to be on her administration, and she definitely would have had my vote. She seems very real. She seems um, very unapologetic about her stances. She even though she is in a a state that has been like like we said a very red state, very red. She has been unapologetic about. Um, her extremely progressive stances, and she plans to run a general campaign in that way. She's trying to do what we were just talking about. She's trying to unite the left. She's not trying to reach across and pick off stragglers Mm -hmm. who are typical Republican voters who just, you know, I don't know, Trump with all these porn stars and everything. I just, uh, I'm going to have to vote Democrat now. (laughs) I just, I I frankly don't see a lot of that happening. And so I like Stacey Abrams' strategy, which is, Get those disaffected Bernie voters who didn't vote for Hillary. Mm-hmm. Get other people who don't typically get involved. I mean, midterms are 
midterms are, are your classic, more Republican demographics come out at right. midterms. Right. In presidential elections, you get a, you know, a, a, a broad, and even in pre presidential elections, we're talking about what, 50% uh, participation rate among yeah. eligible, um, eligible age and, and voting eligible Americans, you're probably getting 50% in a presidential election. Um, so in a midterm election, I mean, traditionally, it's been as low as 20%. Yeah. 20% of eligible voters who come out um, to vote in midterm elections. I suspect it's going to be higher this time. I think that there is a lot of anger over Trump. Um, and I think that that it can be a unifying force on the left because there, there does have to be unity in order to be. The Republicans are united. They are always mm -hmm. united. They talked shit about Trump during the primaries. But they were the still primaries. united. But you know what? When November 2016 came around. They were right there. They were like, he's got an R after his name. And how many are stepping down now and not uh, seeking re-election? Even, even your speaker. And but talking. And now, to, well, except for Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, some are saying, hey, look, I can't be a part of it. They're stepping up saying, I don't want to be a part of it. Other ones are like, I'm going to yeah. stick with my party. So I just wanted to, to, to read this. It was, our values state that public schools are the beating heart of our democracy and that those schools should never be stripped away or auctioned off. This was just one of her team tweets um, literally 21 minutes ago. Um, for the Abrams. for the new for Stacey Abrams yeah. for the now November sixth election, they are on it. Yeah, they're on it. This was literally twenty one minutes ago, and that statement alone, she's not giving a quote on numbers. She will, she will break the numbers down. <clears throat> Somebody in D.C. who said we were doing really well with our um, school numbers. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not going there. I'm a, I'm somebody. A, we're not going there. I'm but a somebody. I'm a, you know, you she, know who you she, know who you are. She, you know what you did. She asked for her privacy this week, and we're gonna give it to her. Um, you know what you did. But you know what you did. <laughs> but that was beautiful to 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 say that. It was 21 minutes ago. This is a campaign, and she's speaking to a mass audience. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that did vote for her, I'd love to see the number breakdown of who voted for her. But I, I think her appeal is that I'm going to be my true, honest self. Yeah. I don't want you to, I, I do want you to look at me as a strong black woman that's going to stand up here and I want to represent this state. But I, I want you to look at me as more of a person that cares across the line, yeah. across the board black, white, Hispanic, what is the value of our education system in this state? What are we producing in this state? How are we going to grow this state? And I'm just very proud of her. Yeah, yeah. Very proud of her. I, I didn't speak out a lot about it, um, you know, during, but I stepped back and I watched it. And when those numbers came out, it was just that, yes. She dropped some straight black girl magic pixie dust all over, all over that race. Shout out to my homegirl, Kashawn, who is one of the, well, she is the creator of uh, Black Girl Magic. So shout out to Kashawn. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, all right. Somebody was throwing up some fingers back there <laughs> with production. <laughs> we don't know what's going on sometimes. We're just sitting up here talking. We hope. And shout out to everybody that's Where's online. Joy? I just saw, I saw some names roll through here and I was like, what? Hey, y'all. What's going on? 
That's right. Thank you. you. Thank you to all who are tuning in tonight. Um, we appreciate both it. Both of you. Uh, we love, even though one of them is probably my mom. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> she's actually, I don't think she's watching. Oh, we have some, <laughs> we have some folks on here, some Skins fans. and Oh, uh, yeah. I got some former neighbors H-T- up here watching. Hashtag HTTR. Yeah, hashtag I ain't in my team no more. All right. All yeah. right. So we got to talk about, all right. We got about ten minutes to wrap up, so I guess we're going Marcus list tonight. He can tell us about his Kanye article next week. Oh goodness! Um, what Kanye is crazy, and today is their wedding anniversary. Mm. I think that's what I saw as mm. I was gazing on Instagram looking for something else. Yeah. Oh God bless that I care. marriage. Mm. Okay. I anyway, care. I care less about that marriage than I do about the the the, about the, royal, the royal wedding. Oh, my favorite <laughs> thing this week: the royals. <laughs> So are we gonna are we gonna do my favorite thing or are we gonna do a bitch sesh? I don't know. Um, I feel like no because well, no no we're gonna do a bitch. We're gonna oh, do a okay. bitch. All right. Yeah, then we lay gotta it on, lay it on. We gotta go roll with the bitch because um, there's a lot of things that of course every week every day um, irritate my soul. Yes. We just irritate my soul. It, yes. it is what it is. Um, so this bitch this week is in regards to Serena Williams mm-hmm. and her tennis ranking and it dropping because Serena had a baby. That's right. She did. How does one's ranking drop? Because she's not playing. Because she's not playing. And that be the focus of the headline. You had a baby. Like who cares? She's going to come back and she's going to kick she's ass. She's going to whoop everybody's ass. I really hope so. Although you do have to, you do have to, I, I, I am cautioned by the John McEnroe experience when oh. I was a little kid. I was a little kid. I used to play tennis. I had my wooden Wilson, uh, or no, I had the, the, the aluminum, the T2000, I think it was. Oh, God. The only uh, thing T I had was a <laughs> TI-82 Texas Instrument <laughs> calculator. <laughs> Me and tennis were not friends. I used to, I used to love McEnroe. And then he, he, he did like a, he was number one player in the world. And then he just like, he's like, I'm just not going to play for six months. Yeah. And he was never the same. He was, he was never, never the, same. the same. Never the same. So, um, I, I think just, I think uh, athletes today are far more diligent about training. I'm sure Serena is not going to step on the court unless she's ready to bring her best. And um, and I think we she's and got, we've seen, she's got a lot of championship tennis left yeah, in her. Left but in we've her. seen her. We've seen her. She came back a couple of you know uh, a couple of batches and didn't do so well. But but she was still better than. I mean, y'all will grow to get there. Don't worry, in time. But then she's also won. And I kind of feel like the same way like with Tiger. Tiger has had some amazing matches. Mm -hmm. He's got some good rounds, yeah. He's got some good rounds. He just hasn't been able to put four of them together. I mean, he's had a couple of top ten finishes. Good on him. Good on yeah. him. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's my bitch of the week. Is your bitch? Okay. Yeah, this Serena Williams dropping and ranking because she gave birth. I don't have a bitch. I've got a favorite thing this week, and okay. that is the <laughs> Washington Capitals. Woo! Rock the red! Uh, Washington Capitals are going to play for the Stanley Cup yes! championship. Um, when they were down 0-2 to oh. Columbus at the beginning, yep. they lost the first two games at home, and we're just like, oh, shit, here goes again. What was it, 98 and 87? This has our, our skin like, yeah, no, is this going to happen? What did I put on my status last night? Well, I was. Uh, this was back at the beginning of the playoffs, and I was talking like, oh, God, the Caps just have never had good yep. cup caliber goaltending. 
and uh, and then my friend David Rothman, shout out David. He uh, he schooled me on 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 Facebook about Holpe's career playoff stats and was like Holpe's mm-hmm. good. Holpe hasn't been the problem and right. you know Holpe's been fantastic. Um, you know they held the number one offense in the National Hockey League scoreless yep. for the last two plus games of the series. Yep. Like like if you're gonna if you're gonna pitch shutouts. Games six and seven of a seven-game series. That's a good time to do it. But it was so smooth. It was like we were just sitting there, and it was just like, well, I'm a big, I'm a huge, (laughs) I'm a huge hockey fan, and I was really able to appreciate a lot of the little things that the Caps did. Yeah, Holpe was great. Holpe was great, but 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 he didn't have a lot of work to do in these last two games Mm -mm. because the Caps' defense was so good. They cleared the middle. Yes. Like, everything was coming in off the side. Yep. Skaters are coming around the side. But they were able to keep the middle of the ice mostly clear in front of Holpe. Um, they won corners. They were more physical. They shook up their goalie. They shook up that goalie. He didn't know which way they were coming. Oh, it was so brilliant to and watch. And we had a fight. And, and we, we had, had a, a fight. fight in game he seven. Tom Wilson. That he was turned beautiful. him around. I said, oh, this is so great. What is my oh my status last night? Said that win was for all of us who blew into our hockey game on Nintendo in the 80s. Yes. And the Caps were your team. Go Caps. Yeah. Yep. It was beautiful. I played a little Nintendo hockey back in the day. Blades of Steel. Do you yep. remember that Blades one? Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. Because you could make Gretzky's head bleed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I love it. You could get you get into the fight, and yep. then if you won the fight, yep. the dude would hit the ice, and all of a sudden you'd see like this <laughs> black. Like oh my color. god! Th- thanks, so, uh, Nintendo. So the Caps, they <laughs> have not won it yet. That's all right. Like I saw people losing their shit last night. I was as excited as anybody. I was downstairs watching the game, and when I came upstairs, my wife was like, "I know you were trying to stifle it, but I could hear you cheering." I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, I was like "Yeah." Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, don't wake the babies. Don't, don't wake, wake the babies. Don't wake the babies. Don't wake the babies. Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. No. Um, but they still got four more. They still got four more wins to get that cup. Man. We're gonna do they it. They still got four more wins to get that cup. I lived in Detroit for a long time when the when the Red Wings were winning Stanley Cups, and so I've actually like, I've actually held the Stanley Cup above yeah. my head. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's the best trophy in sports. Um, it's coming to DC. And damn it, DC it's needs DC. DC needs a ship. It's like, coming to DC. DC sports has been depressing as fuck. Yes. Yes. Like, it really for has. the last twenty it's really years. Has been. Like, I mean, you could argue that they've got the best player in the NHL on DC's team. You could argue they've got the best hitter in baseball on DC's team. Um, Can I be biased because we, we got black players on the You could the argue. You could argue that, uh, you know, Wall, Wall is certainly like a top five point guard, I think, in the NBA. You're talking to me about the Wizards and my Celtics right now are going to whoop up on LeBron and take oh. this thing Let's keep going, Celtics. Don't ever bet against LeBron. Whatever. Don't ever bet against <laughs> him LeBron. And, him and his hairline are about done. <laughs> him and his hairline. Good stuff. Good stuff. Fellas. Michelle, it looks like we're it looks like we're done. We it's did this right. we did this without Marcus. It's we okay. were we were able to fill we were I, able to fill time without without Marcus. We here. did it. I said collusion and I went back to two thousand and eight. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> this cool. is how the end of the show is. <laughs> 
Collusion as fuck, Molly. Collusion as fuck. Dipshittery as fuck. And dipshittery as fuck. Oh my god. I yeah, I have revival next week, so they're gonna have to pray over me. <laughs> my friend Michelle Bush needs needs some praying and some churching. Yeah, so Yeah. All right. Well, fellow DC folks, Michelle, Thank Nick, you. Nick and Mike back thanks, there. Thanks guys. Behind the boards. Beautiful work as Thank always. Thank you, One Love Massive. We love you. Yes, yes, yes. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.